1: welcome to the five-year plan extra podcast post Watford 4 one win big win indeed uh this pod is coming to you almost 24 hours later so we apologize for that but uh we are still bringing you analysis of that game i should say thank you as well to our patrons for support of course we love you all thank you also for your patience with some of these pods i know some of them don't come immediately post-match uh logistically we are struggling to, to make that work sometimes, but they do always come to you, hopefully within 24 hours, and we hope you appreciate that uh, regardless. Right, I'm Jim Daly. Joining me, uh, Adam Sells. Hello to you.
2: Hello, James.
1: Oh, that's very formal.
2: Uh, how are you? Very good, sir. On top of the world. Never been well, better.
1: And why wouldn't you be after such an uh, emphatic win last night? Also joining us, Andy Street, making a return to the post-match pod. Well, potentially for a couple of years. The last one I remember you being on in person or in any form, I think it was Huddersfield Away, in about 2019. Uh, uh, have I missed a couple?
0: Uh, I think there's been one or two since then, but you've clearly not been allowing me on in case I would destroy all of your revenues with my only rate. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm yeah. back.
1: We'll discuss that afterwards. <laughs> we'll discuss it. I'll, I'll just ignore you. will just ignore Good your to calls. be back. Good yeah, to be back. About. Uh, and returning also for, well, hat-trick appearance. Uh, it's one of our top-tier patrons. I'm not going to do the song this time. It's Joe Lee. Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks, JD. Um,
3: great win yesterday uh, and have to get it in because my dad will be listening,
1: who is a Watford fan. <laughs> Sorry, oh, dad. poor fella. Wow. Watford Palace split Ouch. family. Fantastic. Much like my Ouch. family, though the split is just me. Um, anyway, it's great to have you back on, uh, Joe. Obviously, Joe is on as part of his top tier reward for being a top tier patron. Uh, we're going to have a, a few of the patrons from the top tiers on over the next few weeks before the end of the season. Uh, that reward, that tier is actually closed. If you're listening and thinking, I want to come on the pod, uh, that tier is closed uh, at the moment. Um, but yeah, we're very much looking forward to having our Top tier patrons on. It's pretty much been the same bunch of top tier patrons since the very start. So we massively uh, appreciate their support. Speaking of support, Adam, last night Palace fans were in fine voice in the away end. Not that they had much competition from the home end, let's seamless, be honest. Seamless, JD. Seamless. Seamless I know, again. I know. Someone's got to do it. Um, before we get on to uh, some of the incidents in the game, some of the questions from our patrons, just overall... Adam, your thoughts on that game? Because it, I wouldn't say it was a vintage Palace performance, but I do think they, they got the job done. Don't think Watford offered too much of resistance, really. A lot of people were worried we'd get out. I don't think we did. But overall, how did you feel after that? After that win,
2: um, it was. I think, like you said, there wasn't masses in the game, and uh, young Andrew here who uh, came with me to the game pointed out the XG at the end of end of proceedings, which surprised me somewhat that Watford's was far higher than ours. And But when you think about the goals that we scored, um, they weren't all sort of what you would just describe as simple clear-cut opportunities. Um, and I thought once uh, we lost the, the equaliser that we were probably only in that period under a little bit of pressure for a spell where... Watford's tails were up. Um, but uh, Conor Gallagher's goal came at the right moment in that sense to uh, to stop that. And I think probably the biggest moment of the game was uh, Dennis's chance sort of three quarters through the game, where it was the, the one that dropped to him on the sort of half volley that he swept over the bar that perhaps if that goes in. Then it's a bit different. And we end up with Two late goals from Wilfrid, excellent finishes, um, and you know, particularly the second one was. I mean, the first one was a shift and gets it off. The second one, he he cut he, he cuts in as he did it against Norwich the other week and scores a very similar similar goal. Um, and I think it was a much needed, much needed win for Palace on you know on on several fronts. Really, I mean those that listen will know that uh, after the Wolves uh, home game, when we'd beaten Manchester City and then Wolves were playing with such a a level of um, consistency, I thought that uh, we'd really be challenging for the Europa League places. And that was a real kiss of death because since then, we've been in sort of relegation form with two wins out of 14. And I think not wanting to sort of, Overplay it, but I think we'd have been in some trouble had we not beaten Watford last night or Burnley this weekend. I mean, looking at the two games, we could win the two games, get to 32 points, have 10 or 11 games left and enjoy the rest of the season. If we didn't win either of the two games, that would mean out of the last five fixtures, we wouldn't have beaten Burnley, Watford, uh, Brentford or Norwich. And that would have you worried about the downward trend and the trajectory uh we were on. And you know, I think that may have caused some twitchiness at at board level, you know, to if you'd won two in 16 and been in that situation. And and that would also bring its own problems because you'd have a, a manager who's not experienced in a sort of relegation battle or staff, and and also, if you were then thinking about replacing him with this group of players, a sort of firefighter type guy, probably wouldn't necessarily work too much either. So, you know, thankfully we've got a positive result. And if we can follow it up with another win this weekend, then, you know, that we can sort of look forward to the rest of the season, FA Cup and all the rest of it. and Let's hope that uh, we can get where we need to get to.
1: Yeah, it was a big win. I remember thinking at half time at 2-1, I sat next to Ben Browett and I sent to him, this feels like a massive 45 minutes, almost season-defining 45 minutes. Not that I'd, I I find it sort of scary sometimes to boil down seasons to certain periods in games or one game. But as you said, had we not got a result last night, I think it would have piled pressure on, on the manager and everyone. What I haven't done is ask Joe uh, what he said to his dad when he came home. I want to know what the first thing he said to your dad was and and, and what his reaction was.
3: Uh, I I said, uh, again, someone has just kicked Wilf too many times. That's just what (laughs) happens, doesn't it? Watford kick him to pieces and he turns up and does what he did. And I I, I said to him, I think Roy has looked at the team and gone, they don't have the best midfield, uh, Watford, so let's not bother playing in there. And it was very... Interesting that they just kept trying to turn the defense, the Palace defense, round and running back towards their own goal. That's what they did really well for the first half, and especially after they scored that goal. But in the second half, they were really disappointing. I thought Watford, yeah. considering you know it's forty-five minutes, season-defining for us, but also massively for them. Their, their home form is shocking. So I thought that was really, you know, if I was a Watford fan, I'd be really disheartened by that second-half performance.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you're right. There was sort of the, 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 I think Watford's game plan sort of boils down to basically sort of how good Sar and Dennis are essentially. They seem to be sort of like their, their match winners for them, but uh, they certainly didn't turn it on in second half. Joe, were you impressed with the Palace defence? Do you think it was down to the Palace defence sort of defending quite well? It seemed to me that, that Anderson, although I thought Anderson's passing was really off last night and he seemed to give away a lot of his long balls and a lot of his passing. But in general, I thought he and Gahey, I guess, marshaled what little threat Watford did fairly well. Yeah, I thought our defence was solid. I thought Gahey's uh, okay, been
3: superb this this whole season. It's just a continuation of that. I I really like seeing Klein back in. I think he gives the whole team yeah. a lot more balance. Uh, that's not, you know, any fault any towards Ward. He's just not as quick enough on the front foot. You can see Klein was a lot further up in the first half, at, you know, throughout the whole game. Uh, Mitchell, again, was superb. But I think it probably comes down to our defence looking solid because the midfield three in front were solid again and Kiate was superb again. Every time Sissoko got on a, you know, got a bit of head of steam up and was running towards our box, Kiate was there to stop him. Hughes was pretty solid. Gallagher was good. So I think it was, it, it's difficult, I'd say, to pinpoint one section of the team. I think they just worked very well to kind of nullify Watford when they did build up any sort of pressure.
1: Uh, Joe, what time do you get into the ground? Because I got there quite late, and I know that Andy and Adam didn't make kick off either. Um, did Did Roy get any sort of reception? I was quite looking forward to giving Roy a bit of a sort of gentle clap. Did he get any sort of reception from Palace fans?
3: Nothing major. I don't think. I think that will be really shared when we get, you know, when we see him at Selhurst, and hopefully he'll still be there when we do have the return fixture. Um, <laughs> well, it is one with <laughs> for donors. Yeah, right? I was going to say,
2: I wouldn't <laughs> guarantee that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Andy, Joe makes a really good point, actually, that I was going to make as well, absolutely spot on, about the midfield. We, we, we spoke for a long time about uh, Cech coming back from AFCON, the impact that will have. Maka, we saw last week, obviously, off the, uh, you know, an excellent option to bring off the bench in a game like that. And Gallagher, obviously, who was missing against Chelsea, came in as well. It was, it's one of these things that it seems so obvious that once you've got those players back, the midfield would be, would be better and the team will work better as a whole. But it, but it seemed to be exactly that. And they, we've clearly missed them and they clearly made an impact coming back into the team.
0: Yeah, it improves the, the, the balance, the structure and the physicality in there really, doesn't it? It's It's gone from having midfield recently where we had what Gallagher, Slap, and Hughes as an example of a three where you would struggle to say that they all complement one another well and don't really provide a, either a platform to be completely solid at the back or to really have forays forward and to make intelligent runs out of midfield. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I thought against Chelsea we looked improved in terms of our not necessarily our chance generation, but just our overall shape and uh, intensity. And there was a good amount of that last night as well. I mean, obviously the xG tells one story last night, but I thought the the aggression from Palace all over the pitch was was good. You saw players really just trying to engage with their, their men. Um, tight, get, you know, nicely up and in their faces. And we haven't necessarily seen that uh, all that much in recent months. So, yeah, it, it, I think a huge amount of that does come from Check Chiarte. He's, um, you know, he's not the most graceful or balletic of, of players, but he's just, for, <laughs> and he's not the most technically gifted of players, but my goodness, is he effective? And my goodness, is he physically imposing and able to, get around the pitch and he, he reads the game phenomenally well. And I, I think we have really missed him.
1: Thanks for listening. The full episode of this FYP podcast post-match extra pod is available at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash FYP podcast. When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business.